Welcome to Ecology and Existentialism. My name is Mason, and I just wanted to record this quick update episode, uh, just filling you in on the time between my last recording, because I kind of left all of you listening in limbo, and I see that there are more and more of you who are finding this show and giving it a listen. So um, thank you very much for that. I didn't expect the numbers to be going up during the summer, but they did. And it's really motivating for me to get back recording again, um, knowing that there are people who are interested in the ideas and thoughts that I'm exploring. So with all that said, I guess just a quick update on um, what I've been thinking about, what I've been processing over these past few months where I haven't been recording them. Um, I've read a few books um, not too many. I'm, I'm pretty slow in that, but luckily reading a book, it gives you lots of material to then uh, input into the intros of the podcast like you're normally used to. But the main theme, I think, has been uh, around the concepts of unity and community. And both of these words are kind of uh, cliches and overused nowadays, but I really feel as though this is the direction of where my thought process is and where my life is leading um, and how do we create unity amongst people and create loving, um, gracious communities uh, of people that are able to live with one another. So this is a really foreign concept for most of North America because we are very individualized, uh, which makes it difficult for us to conceptualize any ideal of what it means to live in close proximity and uh, really getting to know one another in a, uh, I don't know what the word would be, but more um, platonic and loving way that uh, allows us to integrate our lives with one another. So I'm currently reading a a book that is a collection of uh, writings or chapters or essays from a a bunch of people called, called To Community. And Every single chapter is touching on a different point that may be necessary for us who are thinking about how do we live better in community with one another. Um, And it's been really, really encouraging knowing that there is a history of people in the world who have already thought through a lot of these these things, who have already lived it. And now it's a matter of just figuring out how do I apply these these concepts and these ideals to the context and, and region or geography that I occupy. And of course, in certain places, it's going to be a lot more difficult than others. And being in rural Alberta with a mindset and thought process that is um, pretty pretty different from most people that I live around, I think it's going to be really difficult. Um, that being said, I don't think that it should be discouraging or, or intimidating, um, but more so motivating, or at least that is for me. And another thing that I've been thinking about as well is what, what significance is there to fidelity to a place? So having loyalty to the place where you're living and the people that surround you. And how far should that go? And at what point is it justifiable to maybe relocate or go somewhere else? And is it? Is it necessary? Or is it? Um, is that how it's supposed to work? Like, should we be 
looking to relocate whenever maybe we can't find work or we can't find um, a group of people that agree with us on enough things, um, does that justify leaving? And I'm not too sure about that. I think I'm going to be exploring that a little bit more in the upcoming months, in the upcoming, who knows, years. Um, But having returned to the place that you grew up and feeling like an outsider, it really um, forces you to reevaluate, reevaluate what it means to be part of a a community or a town would maybe be a more solid term for that. And reevaluation primarily because there's not many people who return to a rural town after they go to college or university. It's significantly more normal to stay in the place you were educated or relocate to a larger center or city where you're able to find work that accommodates your new degree, your new education, um, which is fine, um, I think. But I think there's some negative ramifications to that with the urbanization of more educated people um, and the deruralization of towns and communities that um, could benefit greatly from new insights and new perspectives, which would, I also think, reduce the amount of polarization when it comes to different ideas and thought processes and ideals. If people are willing to just take the time to sit in that uncomfortable place of disagreement and work through it and see how does the way that we live amongst one another play into what we believe? Do our beliefs actually have an impact on the way that we function day to day with each other? And a lot of the times you'd find that, no, what we believe often doesn't. And it's it's very internal uh, in terms of this discomfort that we might be feeling when ideas and thoughts don't match up with the people around us. So a lot of it, I think, may be a matter of managing that internal personal perception of yourself and others. And rather than seeing it as you versus them or you versus the community that you're in, for me, at least, it's been helpful thinking of um, how do I maintain unity? How do I maintain this relationship that I have with the people around me the best I can even if my ideas and thoughts are uh, entirely contrasting to those of most of the people that I surround myself with. And at times it's, it's difficult. I mean, even just last night, I had an instance where I had to leave the room because I was a minority opinion and the way they were talking about a topic was um, highly frustrating. And there wasn't, it, there just wasn't the environment for me to, to push back. Um, it would have resulted in more disunity and uh, disruption to those who were in the room than it would have been worth for me to, I guess, take a stand on this one thing. Um, not saying that we always need to take that that passive road of, of leaving or, or moving uh, away from the problem. And I'm close enough with these people where I can bring up the topic um, when it's more appropriate. So it all comes down, I think, to the relationships also, I guess I'm saying also, sorry. Um, (laughs) I think it comes also, (laughs) I'm going to leave this in just because usually I cut out stupid things like this, but uh, maybe this will be a new season. As I was saying, it comes down to the relationships. And what I mean by that is you, 
you can have disagreements and you can have arguments with people who are close to you. I, I think back to your families and you kind of change when you're around them because those are the people that you're comfortable with. So often you get in a lot more arguments, maybe fights with these people because you're not afraid of showing your emotions and letting them know what you don't like and, and even what you like. And if we extend that uh, ideal to more than just our um, biological family, then it may set us up for a more successful and loving, um, I guess, external groups of people. Um, I'm not sure if I'm saying that properly or in the way that I am most satisfied with, but uh, that's kind of a summary of what I've been thinking through a lot is what does it mean to be in a place? What does it mean to form a community? How does it not become a um, dictatorship or a um, communist example of why communist doesn't work? And, and also the main thing I think is centering it around the message of Jesus and that might be a buzzword for a lot of people listening, but I, I do think that there is um, some profound wisdom found in the teachings of Jesus and the writings that are left to us to be able to determine what does it look like to live amongst people in a harmonious way, in a way that leads to greater good, um, bringing of uh, truth, goodness, and beauty. Um, and if we can work towards that in a messed up society, messed up, um, world, whether that's, um, in Canada or Alberta or, or worldwide, there's a lot of things that are broken and, and not working very well. And you see that in the, the innumerable examples of, um, whether that's ecological devastation or relationships being broken over and over again, or the, just the disregard for each other. And the it almost boils down to a apathy for others and a pursuit of convenience. At least that's where I've landed for the time being. Um, if there's something we're apathetic about and if there's something that is we're motivated to do for the sake of convenience, then likely we need to analyze those things and reimagine how they should be happening. So that really sums it up uh, for <laughs> my thoughts over the summer and over these past few months during the fall. Now that things are cooling off outside, there's less, uh, I guess, desire to be outside and of course i'm gonna go snowshoeing a lot still and take the dog to the provincial park but i think i'll have more time for podcasting so stick around and i hope you enjoyed this sort of candid rambling the next episode is definitely going to return to that normal format of reading a excerpt from a book and then giving my two cents on it and it's still going to be related to ecology and existentialism, but I think those are two overarching terms or ideas that a lot of things fit underneath. And so we could be looking at the ecology of relationships, the ecology of commerce, uh, politics, 
Um, oh, that reminds me. I recorded a whole episode on politics prior to the Canadian federal election, and I was listening to it, and I was going to edit it, and by the time I got around to it, the election had happened, and I wasn't even really that happy with my my thoughts and the way I articulated them during that episode, especially for such a topic that divides people. Uh, I didn't want to just release something that would cause a lot of upster and and conflict. But that being said, um, if you want me to release it or if you want to hear it, just email me at ecologyandexist at gmail.com or reach out to me on any social media platforms. Uh, You can just find me at Mason Unra. Um, Yeah. So thanks for listening. As always, if you want to leave a five-star review or share this podcast with someone else, I'd always appreciate it. And I'd love to hear from you. Have a splendid day. Peace.